thank you very much, and thank you very much for inviting me here. It's actually my first time in the crypt here, and it's just lovely. It's great to be here. Um, that's quite the most extensive introduction I think I've ever had, and, and probably takes away a little bit of, of, you know, who am I and what do I do from, from me talking, but let me just give you a tiny flavour. So, yes, I joined PwC, and, and, and what is PwC? It's a big professional services firm, largest professional services firm in the world, and we do everything from accounting and auditing, tax, which is probably what we've been known for for many, many years, through to things like consulting and strategy, um, acquisitions and mergers, that kind of thing, or slightly newer things like cybersecurity. Basically, anything that helps businesses. Really what we're about at PwC is about helping businesses get better. And we do that across a huge spectrum of things. And actually, um, Rachel is here with me today, um, works in our tax practice, advising private clients. So that's a little bit about the day job and you know what I do. And I've done it for quite some time. I'm not sure that elderly is quite how, <laughs> how I normally think of myself, but you know, perhaps getting towards that. Um, but the other side of, of me uh, is definitely that I think of myself first and foremost as a wife and mother. So I've been married for a long time and I've got three children. Um, I've got a son and two daughters and my oldest, my son, is 16. And just coming to the stage of life that some of you are at or have just been through, thinking, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Um, and, and coming here today, it made me think a little bit around, well, when, when I was back at the stage of thinking, what will I do with the rest of my life? You know, how was I feeling and what led me to think maybe this career? And if I'm honest, when I track my mind back to being a teenager, I had no idea or aspiration that I would end up being a partner in a large professional services firm. Never even occurred to me. In fact, I didn't really think much about careers for quite some time. I mostly thought about exams for quite a long time. Mostly I just thought about, you know, what subjects am I good at and how am I going to get good grades? Because that seemed to be the track for, for sort of doing well in life. So it was kind of put your effort into doing exams. And I, I focused on that for quite a long time. Got good grades and went off to university pretty much along the same lines, thinking... And at that stage, I thought a bit more about I want to do something I'm really interested in. So having done all sciences at A-level and, and really enjoyed them, I felt I'd spent a little too much time working out how to calculate the speed at which one planet is circling another. And it, it was all a bit distant from real life. And I decided, therefore, I would throw myself into something at university that was a little bit more people-focused, because I'm a very people-orientated person, and did psychology. Loved it. Loved psychology at university, fascinating, but also realised I never actually wanted to be a psychologist. I really enjoyed learning about how the brain works, how we become who we are, everything like that, but I didn't actually want to spend my time working with people for whom it's gone wrong. Um, you know, that, that wasn't just, you know, I, I have a huge respect for it, but it didn't attract me. So people say to me, well, why, you know, why accountancy and, and why did you end up at... And again, you've got to be honest with yourself. I think, really, I just wanted a good job. And I wanted to come to London. And I wanted to work with lots of people my own <coughs> age. You know, those were the reasons I chose. 
Cooper's and Librandes was and has now become P part of PwC. Um, I, I looked at the working world and thought, I'm really interested in business. I've always been interested in business. But I don't want to go into a business right now because I loved university and I wanted to be with all my peer group a little bit more. And I also thought, what's the only thing I've been any good at in life so far? Passing exams. Best keep passing exams. That's what I'm good at. So I joined the firm. And I thought, like almost everyone else joining the firm, I'll stay, I'll get my qualification, then I'll be out there in the real world working in business. That was my plan. I stayed, I passed my exams. And then I thought, you know what, I'd quite like a baby. <laughs> and, um, which isn't necessarily the normal thing to be thinking at 24, but, you know, everybody's different. That was me, and my now husband and I had met at university, so that bit was done. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I decided, yes, you know, I, family life, you know, I'm, I'm going to... And I had grown up in a world where my mother was an at-home mum, highly educated, highly qualified. She'd been a teacher, but she had given it up to raise us, myself and my brother and sister, um, and, and she put a lot of focus into that. And I suppose in the back of my mind, I'd always thought, I don't know if I'd, if I'd even actually articulated it to myself, but I'd always thought I would do the same. I would go off and, you know, do things, and then I would meet someone, have children, stay at home and raise a wonderful family. So I got pregnant. The firm was a bit shocked, if I'm honest. 24 and on the sort of, you know, fast track and suddenly pregnant. And oh my goodness, and should we even say it in church, not actually married. <laughs> but, you know, there we go. You know, my now husband and I didn't, we got the timings a little out of order. <laughs> Never mind. I, you know, and, and one of the partners said to me at the time, said, oh, such a shame, it's such a shame, throwing your career away, throwing your career away. And a little bit of me thought, you know what, no I'm not, I've decided to have a baby, it's not the same thing at all. And so there was a little bit of me that even then felt a bit of steel and thought, you know what, it's not about throwing my career away. Anyway, I went off on maternity leave and a big part of me thought I'll never come back. Uh, I enjoyed being a mum uh, at that time. You've got six months to be, you know, to think about it. So I, I mean, I was sensible, obviously. I didn't tell the firm I'm never coming back. I thought, I'll take my six months and see how it goes. And in that time, I realised that, you know, I had not trained for a life of being an at-home mother. <laughs> I had fiercely and focusedly taken exams to get me where I got to and had just become a professionally qualified accountant. And actually coffee mornings weren't really all it's cracked up to be. I loved being a mother, I still love being a mother. But I, full time, when nobody else I knew at 25 was at home, not really, so I thought, maybe I'll go back. And uh, so I thought maybe I'll go back. And uh, we talked it over with my husband and we decided three days a week, give myself time to be looking after Henry and also go back to the firm and see how I like it, see what but I thought, oh, I've spoken to these partners before, they think I'm throwing my career away, so I need some negotiating skills. I thought, right, I'm gonna go in and say two days a week, they'll say four days a week, or compromise on three. <laughs> so I went back 
And I saw the same partner who told me I was throwing my career away, who I very much like, by the way, but anyway. And I said to him, I want to come back two days a week. To my utter amazement, he said, done. <laughs> I had to go home and tell my husband, you know all of that maths we did around the three days a week and how that would just about work from the finances perspective? Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't say in the meeting, well, I really meant three, but I thought you'd say four, so I went in at two. You know? <laughs> so I came back and for six months I did two days a week and then I went up to some more. And for me, um, balancing... Balancing having a career and, and having a family has therefore been the sort of story of the 16 years since then. Um, and, and I have felt, you know, both sides are really important to me and everybody's different in what they want. Everybody is different. But for me, that has been really, really important. And people say to me all the time, a lot of people say to me, you know, how can you have it all? And, and can you have it all? And do you have it all? And, of course not. Nobody has it all. You cannot have it all. I mean, it's almost, it's almost an impossibility. But what I think, I think we can do is we can have anything. And, and that's different from having it all. If you, set, if you know what it is you want and if you can go for it, you can have anything. But you just need to know what that is. So, you know, do I have it all? I have, you know, I, I now have a very full, I've had a very fulfilling career. I'm having a very fulfilling career. I'm, you know, a partner in a, in a big professional services firm and I love that and I love what I do. I'm also, I continue to work part-time. I work 90%, which could be every other Friday off. But in fact, what I do is I take the school holidays. So I work very full-time, long hours and hard work for most of the year, but actually I have all the school holidays off. And that works for me and it works for my family, it's what I want. But you don't have it all. Of course you have to make decisions about what don't you have and what, don't, what aren't you going to do. I'll be honest, I have never baked a birthday cake for my children. You know, and, and that's just the reality. It's not that I don't like baking actually. I quite like cooking and I quite like baking, but there is not time. There is not time in my life for that. So. We sit down together, we look at the waitress catalogue, they pick a cake, I order it, job done. But we have to make concessions and, and, you know, and I have to do that. I, I outsource everything in my life that I don't like doing. I don't do the ironing, I don't do the gardening. I, I have to admit to never having put a wash on in my own house. <laughs> But that's because I just need to... <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I have a very supportive husband. But it's all about choices. I really, really... I think it's very important to supervise homework, and I supervise a huge amount of homework. I met every... You know, every weekend many evenings I'm there supervising homework because actually that's something I think it should be me and the kids think it should be me and that's that's how we do it so you know you have to pick and choose if you set out to have absolutely everything and be absolutely everything to everybody I think we're all destined to fail because I just don't think you can be that 
But you, you can choose to be who you want to be, and there shouldn't be any boundaries about that. And you shouldn't feel bad. You know, many people, everybody thinks, how can you not put on a wash? I mean, <laughs> how can you never do the wash? I choose not to wash. I mean, you know, it's not that the clothes don't get washed. Of course they get washed, but not by me. <laughs> I, you know, and my husband's okay with that too. He does the washing. Well, he's good at putting on the washing. He doesn't mind that. He hates emptying the dishwasher. I don't know why. He hates it. I do it. It, it's, it, I think it's all about finding what's right for you and the balance. So, for me, the kind of the, the takeaway is, you know, what is it you want? What is it you want out of your life, your career? And then, how are you going to get there? And 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 how do you help refine that? And and have people helped me along the way? Of course, lots of people have helped me along the way. Think it through and and. Um, and work out the best way to do it. Overwhelmingly, my husband is the person who has been there with me through that most of the time. And we together have worked out how it works for us. He actually hated commuting into the city and didn't like that at all when we were both working in the city. And he chose, I'll set up my own business. That's what I want to do. I want to work from home. I want to do that. The commute will be downstairs. It'll be so much better. My life will be fantastic. And I was like, that's great, and I love what I do, and I'm happy commuting into the city, but I can't do that and the washing. He was like, great. You know. So he, he's been a big part of that for me, but other people and people at work have been quite an inspiration at various times and have been really helpful, especially when I've been able to, to articulate what I want. And I think I look at a lot of other people coming through, and I think a part of our problem sometimes is that we're not open to the discussion about what is it you really want to do and what what is your dream because if you can't see someone else doing it sometimes you don't know how to articulate it and you don't know what it is you could be doing so what what is the art of the possible i think i was i was very lucky frankly in deciding to have a family so very young because it made me different right from the outset like other people just weren't doing that at my stage and age in the firm I was in. So when you're already different, you have to think differently. But I think everybody should just be able to think, well, what is it I want and how do I get to that? Because if we're happy and we are getting what we want out of life, we do a better job. You know, I am much better at servicing my clients, at helping banks get to the right figures in their annual reports, because I like what I do and I like my life. So I've probably spoken enough and gone over time, but as is my as is my habit. I don't know if we have any questions now. Is there time for questions now? Do you want to go straight? Yeah. Does anyone have any questions? Please ask me questions. Yep. Yeah, I think definitely. And guilt goes with motherhood, right? I mean, there's just no way to avoid it. And both sides of this, you can get it both sides. So I, one of the, the experiences that stayed with me, two experiences actually that I've talked about that really stayed with me on the guilt front. The first is someone in the firm, I worked very hard through sort of the middle years before becoming a partner, so a few years before becoming a partner, I had small children. And my, my way of working was to work extremely hard during the week and not work weekends. 
and it meant that actually I often worked late nights. And, and the job that I do, it is hard work, and there, is a, there, there are quite long hours sometimes. It just is what it is. And that was the model I chose. And one of my, what I thought of as friends, and I still think of her as a friend, friends in the firm who was at broadly the same stage as me but was thinking about having a family, so obviously a lot of my friends had families much later than me, she said to me, well, she said, if, if the only way to do it, if the only way to balance a family and, uh, and, having, and becoming a partner is to do it the way you do it, then I don't think it's worth it. And because she had made a, she had sort of made a value judgment on you just don't see your kids enough, so that's that's just not worth it. And I think you know you, I I have had that type of kind of guilt experience a lot because people have views, people, are, and it's amazing. Something like motherhood really brings out people's views about things they have opinions about your life and the way you're doing it, uh, and so. People would loads of things. People would never tell you what they think is appropriate or not appropriate about the way you're behaving. But about motherhood, they do feel that. They feel that, well, you know, you should see your children every day. And, you know, a part of me obviously feels gutted, and then a part of me thinks, but you don't say that to the men. You don't say to the men, why aren't you home seeing your children every night? You just accept it. My husband is home with the children. They are not parentless. You know, they have a totally valid parent there with them. And I, I actually feel like I have balance in my life. You know, every weekend I'm there, I, I, I'm, every holiday I'm there. But that's the decision I've made, you know. And so you've just got to steal up a little bit and go, yep, you know, your view, I respect it, but I don't have to live my life by it. The much harder experience of guilt uh, was the unintended guilt trip that my son gave me. Uh, at about the same time when he was, let's say, three. Um, and uh, he, I was working very hard on a big project that we had to deliver. And I had been working hard for a while. It was the weekend, so I'd been at home, and I, hadn't, I wasn't working the weekend, and we'd had a great weekend, and it was Sunday night. And I was tucking him into bed and, you know, doing the good night story and everything like that. And, and he said to me, and not in his mind, no idea what he was saying, but he just said to me, well, don't worry, Mummy. It's only five sleeps and I'll see you again on Saturday. I mean, tears my heartstrings even today. Do you know, just awful. And the worst of it was, A, it was totally true. I mean, there was no way I'd be seeing it. Because he was three, he went to bed really early. It was just never going to happen. Not in the week. And secondly, he, did, he wasn't bothered about, you know, that was his reality. His reality was, right now at this moment... I'm totally fine, and I say goodnight to mummy on a Sunday night, and I'll see her again next weekend. And it was that happened so rarely. I mean, this was a big project, and it re, you know, I can see it in the context of it hardly ever happened. But children at three, their reality is very short. So one week's experience is their experience of life. <laughs> um, you know, and that's a guilt trip. You find it hard to deal with. You know, you can tell. Even now, I, I think of it. But, you know, my son is 16, and he... This does not live with him. This does not live with him. He is very happy with the way, with the relationship we have. And, and actually what, what you've got to remember, are there are the other sides of those experiences. My daughter, who is now 13, but when she was more like seven, 
a few times it came up, oh, Mummy, why can't you work in the playground? Other people's mummies work in the playground. And they see them at lunchtime and, uh, you know, that we had all of this. And can't you pick me up from school? You know, which finishes at 3.15 and it's totally impractical if you work in the city. <laughs> and um, all this sort of thing. And we had that for a few years. And then she went to secondary school. And uh, she's, she's in year eight now. But when she was in year seven, she came home and she said, do you know, Mum? She said, I think, I think I'm a bit like you, Mum. I'm going to be a leader. And, you know, it had changed because her perspective had changed. She'd grown up a bit. She saw, and she was now able to... We had a really good conversation about other mothers and those sorts of things. And she was now able to see me as much more of a role model. And, you know, her, her friends were beginning to look at it that way. Oh, you're, you know, your mum works in the city. and She's got a really good job, hasn't she? That kind of, that kind of thing. Which, before, I had a terrible job because, you know, I wasn't there at 3.15 and I wasn't in the playground. Swings around us. Anyway, sorry, more questions. <laughs> I have one. Yeah. Seeing as we're doing some mentoring um, next, but did anyone mentor you in your career and sort of who have been your mentors? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? The guy who originally said, uh, you know, you're throwing away your career, one thing I found was sometimes when you win those people over, they are the most on your side. He became one of my biggest supporters. And actually, he mentored me. He, he was the one who gave me some sort of good political advice within the firm. These are the important people that you need to know, that you need to um, you, you know, have on side. These are the movers and shakers. Get to know them. So he actually became a mentor because I think I had I'd changed his perspective. He saw me, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd earned the respect from him. And therefore, actually, yeah, you know, he was definitely a big mentor for me. Um, and there have been other people through, I think... The other thing is, for me, there wasn't somebody I could look up to and say, I want to be like them, for lots of reasons. And maybe there isn't for anybody. I think you've got to take a little bit from lots of people. And I know a lot of people talk about this, but you know, I liked some things about the way some people led. You know, there, was, there was a particular guy who just was awesome with client relationships. He was brilliant. I mean, the clients just loved him. Everywhere he went, people had time for him, no matter how important they were. And I just had to watch him and learn from that. It wasn't even mentoring exactly. It was more like, you know, observing and shadowing. Because I don't know that he even knew we were, I was learning from him. But I, I found him quite inspirational in that way. And I learned an awful lot from him. Then there was a, <coughs> my first female CEO that I... So, you know, I work in the world of banking. There aren't many... Uh, females at the very senior level. Um, but when I was working with Barclays, the CEO of the retail bank there um, was a woman, Deanna Oppenheimer, and uh, I suddenly had somebody to interact with as a more senior client who was female. And so instead of thinking, you know, should we go to the rugby or da da da, I invited her for champagne at the British Museum and we had a great time, you know. And suddenly we were, I was able to have that I was able to see somebody who'd really made a hugely successful career as a woman in an industry I knew and also prioritised family. She has a family and is you know, very fond of her family and, and therefore very involved with her family. And that, for me, was quite inspirational. Again, I, I don't know if it's exactly mentoring. I think a lot of mentoring is more finding people to look to and role model some of the behaviours. Thank you.
<laughs> That's all right. Thank you.